Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. Hello, everybody. Did you get a chance to watch the first LinkedIn Live conversations this week with my inaugural guests, Urenka Krone and Nina Prochaska? If you missed it, no worries. Its audio version is now available as episode 48 of this podcast. You can also watch the video on the Job Sharing and Beyond YouTube channel. Over the next year, I will be following up with many of my previous podcast guests. So look out for more live conversations. But now, without further ado, let's introduce our podcast guest of this episode. Julia Kollard and Sven Schnitzler are joint leaders of the marketing and sales department of a private university near Cologne, Germany. They're responsible for a team of 40 creative and curious people. Besides this, they are founder and CEO of Doppelspitze, a consultancy for online marketing and communication. Their passion is storytelling. Everyone has a very unique story that is worth to talk about. Share your story. Julia and I had a great conversation reaching from storytelling, non-linear career path, job sharing and top sharing, writing and publishing a book with 30 plus chapter authors during COVID-19 and more. Welcome to the show, Julia. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today, Julia. Now, for our listeners, could you share with them where are you calling in from and what particular site or food is there that would be interesting for anybody visiting your area? Yeah, so um, I'm calling in from Brühl. It's a city near to Cologne in Germany. Um, and um, I want to share two landmarks with you, not the uh, Cathedral of Cologne, because everyone goes to the Cathedral of Cologne. So we have um, a castle in Brühl. It's um, the castle of Augustusburg. Um, it's on the um, UNESCO World Heritage List. And um, it's a castle built um, as a copy of the castle in uh, Sanssouci in, pa uh, in Paris. So, and um, the second one is um, something for the whole family. It's um, um, our amusement park, the Fantasialand. It's one of the biggest amusement parks in um, Europe. We don't have um, as many as uh, the United States or Canada or um, your um, country has. Um, and it's um, with a lot of roller coasters and with uh, fantasy figures. And um, yeah, you have a lot of fun there. <laughs> Thank you. I've been there one time and I really, I remember it, it was many years ago. So <laughs> now, um, Julia, could you share with our listeners your um, professional background and what made you create your company in German called Doppelspitze, which, you know, we could translate as a, a joint uh, leadership or joint um yeah, you could also say instead of um, it's not job sharing, it's the top sharing. And this is the we are two tops on the top. Yeah. So 
Okay, so the joint top. So um, um, as we are storytellers, um, it's a long story. <laughs> when it came to Doppelspitze, I, I tried to tell you the short form. So um, the other half of me is um, Sven, my, my colleague. Um, and um, we we built the tandem on, on the top of a private university. Um, this, but um, Sven has um, a very different um, background. So his first job was um, he was a cook. And this was his passion because if you're a cook, you you love cooking, you love um, dealing with food. Um, and then um, he couldn't do this job anymore because of a food intolerance. So he had to change jobs. Um, it was um, a very difficult time for him, and he had to work um, only in an office where it's very clean and uh, you don't get in contact with um, anything that could um, yeah could cause this intolerance again. Um, I worked in this um, in this office um, the in the university um, for almost eight years at this point. Um, I was in the management, and um, he came as a cook <laughs> and, and uh, learned a new job. Um, and um, we um, got in contact after he was there for three or four years, and was just like um, this feeling. He's a, a very very creative person, and um, I was from from the management uh, dealing with leadership. And um, they, they asked us if we want to uh, do the marketing job together. Me as a leader um, and he um, as kind of an assistant or a second leader. And we mm -hmm. said, okay, we're doing this, but we're only doing this together um, as a joint leadership. And everyone asked us, why, why are you doing this together? They, they just wondered um, why an, an elder woman could um, work with this um, younger guy. Um, there are, um, yeah, you know the thoughts people have in their minds. They um, they always have these stereotypes, um, and it um, it was um, yeah really a battle. It was a battle against um, all these um, structures that um, are in universities, um, against these uh, certificates, against all these titles. Because um, when Sven came um, on first time without um, um, any um, yeah studies before. Um, he um, finished his bachelor degree and his master's degree after we worked together. And so um, against um, all well-known pictures, we shared this job and um, yeah, it was like, um, yeah, a little revolution in this university because uh, no one did this before. Um, and as we worked in this system, we thought that um, it would be good for others because um, you have, um, in this time, I had um, two children at that time. Um, they were at the age of like 12 and 14 and I knew this role as a mom working mom um, um, working part-time um, and um, Sven was um, just married at that moment I think um, so um, his daughter was born later on so we did all these um, <laughs> this stuff together so we wanted to talk about this we want to um, we wanted to um, let others know what possibilities you have as an employee and um, yeah that um, you could change roads, you could change jobs, and you could do it on another way. And um, but we couldn't do all this um, as employees of the university because um, there were these fringes, um, like um, the professors. They don't want. Um, the, um, they don't want. Um, you had to to tear down all the walls. And so we said, okay, but when we can't do this um, at the university, we do it um, as um, self-employed people. So we um, decided to. to um, yeah, to uh, build up Doppelspitze as a business 
Um, and it is, it's a bit like a form follows function. So, so we did, did it after we um, realized that it works good. Um, yeah, and this is now um, almost three years ago. And so we work still at the, we still work at the university. Um, and beside this, we um, work as Doppelspitzer doing coachings in like HR, but also marketing, because for us, it's a combination. It's a new kind of, um, of personal branding and um, visibility for people. This is such a fascinating story and I can only imagine, I feel a lot of people when you talk with them about say job sharing or top sharing, that in itself is already for many people a new concept. But you know, your story on top of this changing stereotypes about you know, background certificates and all of these. So it's just, it's just, you know, amazing. And it, to your point, it really shows what is possible if one is, you know, determined enough, I would say. To yeah. <laughs> because for me, um, I didn't, I didn't understand why all the people have these branches in their heads because we, he, he can do this job. It was, he was better in marketing job than I was but I hadn't had the title and I had the experience. I was at the, um, um, had a, like a straight career way, um, but um, all these competences Sven brings into this job um, are not just written down on any certificate. And this, this is what, what's um, very important for me and what is um, yeah my job at Doppelspitze right now, because I, I know we, Germany is like a, a land only with certificates, working with certificates. But um, I don't like it. I really don't like it. I work at a university, but <laughs> I don't like it because my, my children just, they finished their school. Now they start to study and they are always in this. It's like you're, you're doing all this because all the people are doing it. You, know? yeah. you have a straight way and you all, always go this way because everyone does. And you, 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 are not, you don't even think about breaking out. Sven was my breaking out. I, I never thought about being self-employed because my, my parents um, are uh, working for the state. So it was a very strange, I, I never thought about it. But as, as he was a cook in, in the first job, for him, it was absolutely clear in the future that he was have, uh, would have his own restaurant, that he would do his own job. And so we combined our, uh, yeah, our competences and our um, yeah, our sites of the career ways. So you really a perfect example why like top and job sharing is such an innovative and creative way of working because a one person would never have all of these competencies that you both combine together. And you would never put them together because when we when we are looking for new people working on a job. We have those stereotypes in our head. You never would look for someone without those certificates, um, without the experience. So our ways are so, um, yeah, we have so many um, barriers before um, because of our, ex our experience, because of the lessons we've learned. So um, this was um, a nice accident for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad for you know everybody who gets a chance to work with you guys and for me to be able to you know talk with you and share your story around the world so that more people realize what is truly possible thank you <laughs> welcome and you know that brings me to um 
my next question, you have um, recently put together a book um, that you both published as well as that you were authors. And there were more than 30 different authors in this book. So I would love to um, learn more what made you decide to put this book together. Um, it decided us to be published. So we didn't decide <laughs> to publish it. It was just um, um, a small question on Twitter. Um, I think we met there too, first time on Twitter. Yes, yes. I think so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's our inspiring channel. So um, there was a, another, there was a woman um, working or starting a new job in HR. And she asked, if I start in HR and I don't have any experiences, um, which book should I read? And then I just wrote, hey, we should write this book because it was um, last autumn. We were in the middle of Corona. Everything changed in, in, in HR and all the books um, are like not, not really good anymore. Um, and we said um, so many things changed um, and so many people are, are affected. Shouldn't we write this book of HR? And um, there are some crazy people um, as we are. And they wrote, yeah, we're doing this with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and um, after a short time, we had like, um, I would say in the beginning was like 15 or 16 authors writing um, the book with us. And then we um, asked some of, um, of our community um, if, they, um, have, if they have time or they have um, a topic to talk about. And so um, at the end, we were at um, yeah, around 40 people, some, some left us on the way. <laughs> But um, this was uh, at the end, we had uh, 30, 32 authors or 32 articles. And um, one of the people um, we know, we know um, via Twitter um, got us into contact with, um, with the um, um, Verlag. It's uh, the, publishing, publishing the company. company. Yeah. Yeah. Publish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, there was a, a, a very, very good project manager who did this with us together. And um, yeah, to sum it up, um, our Corona evenings were filled um, <laughs> with mailings, with corrections, with motivations, <laughs> with plannings, with comporting people. Um, it was uh, around Christmas and um, the, the deadline was on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, in the end, we, we had all these uh, these articles, and from New Year to I think around Easter, we had um, uh, the corrections um, together with uh, with the publishing company. And yeah, I can also say, say um, it's a great book. It's um, we are really proud of it, and it's so diverse because we we didn't had a plan in the beginning. It just um, it, it grew with us and um, it's a perfect example for co for co-working and, and for job sharing too um, we we, um, we do not know most of the authors writing with us um, but we got into contact and um, they trusted us and they they did this work with us um, but it was hard work too <laughs> we're proud of it but it, it was it was hard work in between so yeah I could I mean I can only imagine. It, it was really fascinating to read the book because as you said, like, you know, rethinking HR, the title really, you know, it, it showed so many different aspects about HR that one should be thinking about. Maybe if you could share a little bit 
about the article that you wrote about job and top sharing because what i found so fascinating often people think well isn't job sharing or top sharing just like you know two people doing a part-time job together and really that isn't you know that describes a part but not the whole aspect and i felt you wrote that so well in the um, article about what it really means so maybe you could share some of that yeah yeah and the first thing is that um uh, so often we read about the the negative um examples of job sharing when when job sharing's break up when when people do not work together when um one is going to be the top leader and the other one has um if, if he's on holiday if he's in during uh, times of um i don't know if he's not in the office and they battle with each other um and we say um we had a natural feeling that this that this fits together and that this is good for us it's a kind of um yeah it's really a work-life balance if you know there is somebody who can um not um who's there for you in the job because if you are in, on the top um of um of a team you're lonely often you're lonely because no one talks to you and you have to decide and you also have to decide the things no one wants to decide <laughs> and um we have this um this absolutely um, arithmetically uh, wrong sentence that one plus one is more than two if you are <laughs> if you are um, so we feel like um we can do more if we are together and um you have um yeah you have different sides and you have you always have someone to who tells you the truth because if you're on on top no one tells you the truth anymore because they they want to um, they want to have more money they want to have the next career step um, and if you are um, a, a top if you're in top sharing um, yeah you you have someone yeah who's who's really um, who trusts you and uh, and who's um, honest to you this is I think this is for us it's the most important thing um, we had some hard times in between and we all always um, knew that there is someone who I can absolutely rely on so this was a very good experience for for us i think yeah <laughs> really like that and i also thought you know i'm quoting here that like a joint leadership is basically the smallest think tank in an organization i just thought that was such a good way to describe it yeah and the other thing is that um we do not want to um, compare this all the time, but it is like, um, you know, a Doppelspitze from, from the first uh, moment of your life, you know this with mom and dad, <laughs> and that is sometimes what it is. They also try to, to, to do this uh, game with us. If mom doesn't allow it, I ask dad, this is what they did in the beginning. <laughs> but but um, we, we cope with it, so mom and dad have the same uh, way to, to talk with the team. But we are also part of the team. This is important for us because, um, yeah, we have to, to make decisions um, and we have, yeah, we have the think tank because this is, this is Sven's part because he's so creative. This is, he translated this, uh, this from, from cooking to managing. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's that's really awesome. Um, so like maybe could you give our listeners a couple of more of the um parts of the book that you know the different authors talk about, just to kind of give them an idea how broad that book is uh, about. 
Um, in the beginning, um, we thought that we, if we ask so many authors, we um, need to give the book a structure. And so we took like the work life cycle from, from the first step into working life to the end of working life. This is um, our, our story. As, as I said, we're storytellers and this is how we um, combine all the articles. Um, and we have um, people talking about um, um, their first steps. This was also was, uh, what uh, Melanie Belitza says, because she's, I think she's our youngest author in the, um, in the book. Um, her first um, ideas of a working life. And then we have some um, authors talking about uh, really crazy ways to work. Um, um, if, um, like um, that assessment center or something like this, who are really, um, yeah, not good, um, which was, wasn't a good experience for them um, and how we could do this better. We have um, like articles about um, social media in employer branding, something like this. So um, we have people from, um, from like Deutsche Bahn, so from very big companies um, writing about leadership, but we also have um, a dancer writing about leadership because he says it's, it's also a kind of, of leading and following um, and we we need to have more pictures of leading and more pictures of HR so this is what what I like um, working with this, those different stories um, yeah and at the end we have um, like a, a very funny chapter at the end it's from Tobias Leisgang <laughs> he buries HR um, at the end and um you know, we have um, like a very big fair in, in Cologne, the Zukunft Personal, Future of HR. Um, in, before Corona, it was a very big fair. And you meet all the HR bubble there, all the people dealing with HR in Germany. And all these characters um, are in this article. And if you know the people, you, you know whom is talking who it's talking about. This is so funny. And then um, um, it, um, the funeral takes place in the Cathedral of Cologne, which is the Doppelspitze. This is so. Um, so it is like um, it's it's um, a real. Everyone writes this very very um, individual side, so it's very diverse. There are young people, elder people, moms and dads, and um, we have an article from um, from the United States too. So um, one of the articles um, in Wagner, she she went to the United States a few years ago. We have. Um, from people from Austria and from Switzerland writing with us. So it's really like um, I said, this is um, how HR should look like because there are different people building HR and there is not one department in an organization deciding how HR should be because it's a bit of, it builds itself. It is really fascinating. I mean, my next question would be obviously, so when are you planning to have an English version <laughs> of your book? <laughs> <laughs> so you're not the first one who is asking, and um, we we want to ask um, our publisher. But we also thought about um, there is, I think, almost every chapter you can translate. If you, I don't know if you um, this chapter with a funeral is is mm -hmm. not so easy to understand if you don't know the people, but you you I think you understand the spirit in this in right. this chapter so this is enough yeah I think this would be a good idea because um, this is what I said with these different pictures um, we need those pictures all over the world we need pictures from other people because this these are true stories and it's not like a new model for working or a not a no, new theory um, or someone who decides from top to bottom um, this is how we should work these are people these are people talking about their experiences and um, this is what you do with the podcast as more experiences you collect 
um, the more you can you can build your own story because we don't need any blueprint for it. This doesn't work because um, yeah, we are human beings, we're individuals. I know this is a very um, yeah a very like a luxurious side I, I have on it because um, I can work um, as I want to work, but I, I worked hard for it to to come to this point. <laughs> so um, I know and yeah, I want to share this story. This is a part of Doppelspitze is uh, share your story. Um, so everyone has a wonderful story to share, and um, if we could um, if we help each other a bit more to to be visible and to find. Um, a known way of life or a known way of working, I think, yeah, we could work life and make, make it a bit better, a bit easier for many people, a bit easier even for, for, for especially for women, it is like this because it's um, in a, almost every country the same. You're absolutely right. One of the reasons that I have this podcast is that there are so many best practices that exist already all over the world in different countries, but People may know that in that particular country, but not elsewhere, whether that is because of language barriers or other reasons. And that's why I'm trying to make as many of these stories and best practices known around the world so that then, you know, whether or not the person can actually read in that language, at minimum, they can connect with each other and find out and, you know, and learn more and ultimately improve the situation in a workplace for everybody around the world. Yeah, yeah, this is this is very true because, um, yeah, language, language barriers or language branches are, are difficult, but um, when you compare it to um, to working frontiers or to the frontiers we have with um, like with careers and with jobs, language is the smallest frontier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you know I'd like to just go back to you know when you were ultimately starting to do top sharing, you encountered a lot of difficulties or challenges because it wasn't done that way. So somebody listening to us and say, this sounds all really interesting. I would love to do this, whether they are an HR business leader or a person in an organization. So based on your experience and what you've been hearing, what would you recommend that person to do as like a first step? So yeah, there are several steps. Um, it's always um, hard to talk about the, the financial step because this is the first barrier in, 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 in the heads of um, like companies. They ask if, it's, it, uh, if this is more expensive. And then we come with our one plus one is more than two. The one is um, the amount you pay and the, one, and the other thing is something you can't um, put into like numbers. Um, but I think we, we have to talk about it where, you know, when uh, when you have um, a friend, you have a, a partner somewhere, you know that you are better when you are together. So um, this is a barrier. I think um, we can only um, tear down if we talk about it a lot. And um, the other thing, if you want to do top sharing is like, um, I think you have, um, it's, it's your, um, yeah, your way to work because you have to be very you have to be very honest to each other. So um, I think the most important thing for Sven and for Sven and me was trust in the beginning. It was really that no one wants to um, take the other one's job, no one wants to take the other one's money, no one <laughs> wants to hurt each other. 
So um, it was just trust. It was a lot of talking. So after every um, um, meeting we went in, we went together in, uh, at the beginning, we, we went in, in together in every meeting. So we are two now. Mm -hmm. We changed this with the time. <laughs> but in the beginning, it was also uh, always like if it was a management meeting, they invited me. And if it was a marketing meeting, they invited Sven. And so we, um, we um, made it the other way around. <laughs> and I went to the marketing meetings and he went to the management meetings. And afterwards, we, we talked about it. So it was a lot of, it's a lot of, um, yeah, trust, a lot of talking. Um, and it's to be true. This is nice. This is the tea in Doppelspitze. And I need three T. So this is what what you need. To, um, but I don't think that this is so very different to being a leader or to working life in general. This is what is my um, yeah my feeling of working with people. So this is like I want to be treated. And um, the other thing is, yeah, you can only you you have to have people who give you a try because you don't have like numbers who say this is better to work like this or this is better to work like this because then as we um, said in our art article then you have like this is SAP it didn't work this is this company it didn't work this is like um, there are so many companies um, which try to do um, top sharing and they failed but um, yeah in my opinion it um, it's a bit of um, kind of, you have to choose the persons very very good to work together so for Sven and me, it's easy now because we are best friends in between. So this is like, uh, we know each, each other very, very good. But you don't have to be so close. This is not necessary. But um, you have to, yeah, you have to trust each other and you have to think um, when I'm not there, everything works. They don't miss me. And it's hard for leaders to, to say, I'm, I will not be missed if I'm not there. <laughs> really sounds and you know you describe it in the book and, and different people also talk about that being whether it is a job sharing or top sharing it really feels having a coach by your side and it really helps one to grow as a person because as you just said one has to be honest with each other and probably I imagine especially in the beginning have more difficult conversations than one might be used to and and um, and the feedback potentially as well but that really helps one so that it's not just um uh you know learning about how to work together with somebody and trust them but also to reflect on yeah. oneself yeah and to being honest it doesn't mean that you get a warm shower the whole day <laughs> Yeah. And this was, it was a, a learning for me too, because yeah, Sven is very much younger than me and he has very different um, ways of life than, than I do have. And if you, if you see the both of us, you would never say that we would fit to each other. We, we, um, we have different um, education. We have um, different, um, we, I think we like different food. <laughs> food we don't even listen to the same music at all <laughs> but um there are other things that that fit together and um this is what what you need to what hr needs to do this is a task for hr to to get into the people you work with this will be more important um, in the future because we need um, more flexibility in jobs and if you know ah i have mr xy uh, or mrs xy and i know that she does th something 
which could help us. This is so good to know. Um, I don't know. This is my one of my favorite stories of the um, um, of the Hotel W in Barcelona. You know this. They have um, like they know um, from every men and women working in their hotel um, what is their um, mother tongue or what is their hobby or something like this and if guests like from um, from Asia arrive and they have a small child they call the um, housekeeping uh, lady and she reads a book for the girl so this is so I, I love this story so much because everyone has competences beside his his or her certificate and this is so good to know even for for an HR, HR department because um, you can be so individual with people. I mean, you're absolutely right. And it's like, you know, when I was talking with Heike Rosenberg, she, you know, and as she writes it also in your book, that it's sometimes even the people themselves don't know all the competencies yeah. they have. And if they are not being, um, you know, engaged with that competence, it might actually sort of disappear. And, and to your point, it's really for... Um, the company or HR to identify what skills, competencies does somebody have that might not be obvious on the resume or, you know, the experience they've had in their past. So this is, this is our biggest learning and we are learning, I learned a lot um, in the last, a lot more in the last six years than I learned before in my working life. And this is what makes um, working so, yeah, so, so um, it makes it um, a lot of fun working together because we are learning every day and we're challenging us and like uh, having some battles with each other because yeah, we are, we are different and, um, but we have the, we share the, the same, um, this the same basics so we have uh, we are very um proud of our family and um we we like to um yeah like to travel with so we have some things that are very close to each other and other things that are like uh, separated and this is um yeah the way it, it it fits together yeah so anybody who um can speak german and maybe in the future in english i highly recommend to read the book <laughs> rethinking hr and i will obviously put the link to it in the in the show notes as well thank you <laughs> and now one other question i was going to ask you so your agency is part of cliche frei initiative and in english that is basically an initiative against stereotypes and um could you give our listeners an idea you know what is this initiative about in more detail and why did you decide to join? Yeah, um, um, I do it the other way around. We decided <laughs> to join because um, of our experiences, because we had so many stereotypes. We have to had to, um, to um, do so much hard work. And um, yeah, it, it took a lot of energy in the beginning to um, first to, to establish our model and then start working. So it was like half a year um, and we, we could have done better. Um, and um, we want um, young people um, to, to start their working lives without these barriers in their head. Um, because um, it's like um, in Germany, when you start school, you have the first barriers in your head. You know that you have you, you can do this job or this job. And if you are a girl, you can do this job. And if you are and then we have those like um, girls day and boys day. But it's all like um, 
scratching on the top it's not going it's not very deep and um so we want we shared this or we um yeah took part in this initiative because we want to yeah make want to make it more visible it's like um the more we are the more we talk about it the more it gets um it gets common so you know this discussion in in, in germany about um the gender stanchion so if we um you, you don't have this in other languages but we have the the male and the female um pronunciation this is very important in germany at the moment and um, if you know the discussions you know that um uh, yeah it, it divides people so um and um, i think it's it's um it's a good way we have to discuss it because it's not you can not change it from one to the other moment so um i'm 47 years now and as i was a child um i had like cooking in school and the um the boys were like um working or doing some some crafts and um this is <laughs> this changed in between <laughs> good so but um, we do have um, many, many examples um, of this um, separation also in, in, in physical education and something like this. And this is um, where we want to, um, yeah, where we want to um, work against and to, to make, um, yeah, to, to open new ways. Well, thank you. This is so interesting because I had um, recently my guest Abda Gark, and so she um, co-wrote the um, state of the world's father's report and in there they found that there is no country in the world at, that they could find that has an equivalent for boys what is like you know the focus on in germany would be like mint like the mm -hmm. stem focus there is nothing really on that level for care work and education work for boys. And yes, in Germany, we have um, the Boys Day, which I think is a great, great start, which I have not seen in that way mm -hmm. elsewhere. But I haven't really seen, you know, here, everywhere I see it's STEM for girls, but I've never seen something even even like a, um, you know, abbreviation that would signify care work yeah. education and other right um more um how would you say that like you know jobs that require maybe more soft skills yeah. for boys i've i've i wouldn't know a abbreviation so to me that's actually i hadn't thought about that <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah the, the boys day but it's not as famous as the girls day in, in the companies it's in the school it's like a 50 50 but the company mm -hmm. they have to they have always always this mint gedanken and not the mm -hmm. not the other way around so it was a, a little bit during corona times it's not yet finished but it wasn't the beginning when it uh, was really um yeah like critical in in um, in the hospitals but i think it's like it's gone there's not much left of it yeah and, and you know and it's like that's sort of the other thing that report said that they anticipate given the current rate of change that there won't be equal um, um you know unpaid care work for another 92 years and also um they didn't see any type of like you know a program or policy to get to this like you know there, there isn't anything on the highest level yet that they 
um, could find. So I feel there is a lot of, you know, opportunity. And, and so like here in, in Canada and in the US, there is something called take your child to work day. So that exists, but I don't know I, that there would be something like a girl's or a boy's you know profession I've not heard that so that that might be you know a start to just kind of encourage every gender really to go to <laughs> exactly to mix it up and see what they might be from a stereotype point of view be missing but the, the problem is yeah you, you have to start so early because um, um German education is when you are in kindergarten there are only women working so you have this this picture in mind which which boy wants to become a, a, a kindergartner yeah no they don't want to be someone in education and this is um, this continues in in the primary school and it changes in secondary school but not before and then they are around 10 years old and up to this point they only saw women working in jobs they don't want to do in the future right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And um, yeah, so, and again, you know, week or two weeks ago, there was the Generation Equality Forum in Paris. And it was really, for me, sort of the first time that I saw a lot of extra emphasis on caregiving that really, and I mean, you know, COVID has really shown it that that's the base of, the mm -hmm. economy without it it doesn't work but i think before it was so invisible and it was just sort of a given and the unpaid care work was really driving the economy and once that was impossible all of a sudden it became out in the open and much more apparent what really what type of work it really is yeah, yeah. This, this is true yeah absolutely agree yeah so now I could talk with you forever, Julia, but I want to make sure that we've covered everything that you wanted to share with our audience, or if there's something you would like to let them know. I think I'm, I'm very happy that you asked us about this um, very special working model, our job sharing model. Um, and um, we... We talked about it in, in, in several podcasts or um, as a speaker, and um, this is um, that shows us that this is very important and it makes people curious. Um, but it's only um, we we really are um, yeah we are working in in the marketing department, so it's a combination of doing this work model, which is um, kind of HR topic. Um, and on the other hand, we are um, like uh, our heart beats for marketing. And you can combine this so very good because this is what, what lets us, leads us to, to our personal branding. This is why we started Doppelspitze and why we said we, we have to go, um, yeah, we have to be more outgoing with it. So we, we started um, social media, we started uh, to write a blog, we started to write a book. So um, everyone, this is what you said, everyone should share 
it, um, his or her own story. This is so important um, because we are all um, human beings with a with a very special story, and it's so important to talk about. And you often you need people who who um, who tell you to, to talk about your story because you, you yourself think, oh, this is not an important story. This is not no, this is nothing special. Um, but then someone comes, and this was when when I um, get to know Sven because um, he said, I don't have a, a like a. Um, career way, a uh, very straight career way. And I said, oh, when you tell your story, mine is very boring. <laughs> this <laughs> is my, my thought. So um, and I can only say, um, be famous. Try to be famous. Um, there are not only some uh, like VIPs uh, with special stories. They are also normal people. But you um, as a person are a special uh, person. And um, yeah, um, it's it's my big uh, call for personal branding. We all need to be more outgoing because um, um, only this is what um, what I um, when I was in school they always told me, um, Julia, you're too loud. You're always talking, and then you um, you get your first job, and then they say you have to talk. No one sees you. So this is <laughs> what what changes in life. <laughs> um, and um, I think, yeah, we have to talk, um, but we also have, and this is the other part, which is very important, which, which is more and more important to me, we have to listen. We have to listen to other people's stories. So um, it makes our own story, um, yeah, much more, much richer. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Julia. Now, how can people find you on social media? You, you have to think of the T in Doppelspitze, <laughs> then you find us on Twitter, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. This is um, where we are. We decided to do these three social media um, platforms. Uh, um, takes a lot of time, so we can't do more. <laughs> um, um, yeah, most time Twitter was um, our start. I, I love it because it's a combination of uh, getting in touch with new people and um, having um, small news like snacks, um, instant snacks. Um, I, I got a bit more familiar with LinkedIn in the in the last month. It, it took me a time. I'm German. <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram is my playground. That's awesome. Well, I will be sure to put all of it in the show notes so people, you know, can find you guys. And, and I really appreciate the time to share your stories and you know, to spread it further around the world. So thank you. Thanks for this international platform. I think it's um, it's our first so international platform. So it's, a uh, um, yeah, very proud of it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.